Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Amen. My reading today is very long, but then I will see how I can put it so it just doesn't take too much time. I'm reading from the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, the verse 17 to 40, but as I will read all. I will say, and it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, are you the one troubling Israel? And he answers, I have not troubled Israel, but you, your father's house, and in that you are forsaking the commandments of the Lord, and you have followed Balaam, that's Baal. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to the children of Israel and called the, and gathered the people together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to the people and said, How long will you stand between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer a word. Which means that they hadn't made a decision. They didn't say anything. They didn't say for God. They didn't say for Baal. They were quiet. That means that in their hearts, they were for Baal. They didn't answer a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, only I, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore take us two bulls, that's bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And you will call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. So the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Put your hands together. Oh, Jesus. This is a contest. Hallelujah. Praise us. And let him be God. And all the people said, it is well spoken. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourself and dress it first for you are many and call on the name of your gods and put no fire under. And Bible said they took the bullock which was given to them, they dressed it and they called upon the name of Baal from morning until the noon. Say, oh Baal, hear us. But there was no voice nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass that at noon, Elijah mocked them and said, that maybe Baal is sleeping and must be woken up. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives. They would cut themselves, blood would be flowing. So the blood gushed out of them. And it came to pass, when midday was past, they prophesied to the time of the offer of the evening sacrifice. There was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regarded. And Elijah said to the people, come near me. And the people came to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. And he took 12 stones, each to represent the tribes of Israel. And he made a trench. He dug a trench around the altar that he had built. And it was great, great, a big trench. And he put the wood in order and cut the cow bull and put it on the wood. And he said to fill barrel four barrels of water and put it drench the altar with water 
pour it on the altar, pour it on the wood. And they did. He said, do it a second time. So by this time, the altar was wet. The trench was full of water. Hallelujah. And they did it a third time. And the water was running all over the altar. And it came to pass at the time of the offer of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I've done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are Lord and you are God and that they have turned their back on you, that they turned their heart back to you. The Bible says when he said that the fire of God fell from heaven. Oh, I thought you were going to clap. The fire of God fell from heaven, hallelujah, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, consumed the wood, consumed the stones, the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. Oh, I thought you were going to stand up. Church, where are you this morning? When we are declaring the Lord, he is God, you can't sit. The Lord, he is God. Above all gods, above all people, above all things, the Lord, he is God. And God will prove himself as God in your life. God will prove himself as God in our midst. God will prove himself. And Bible says, Elijah said to them, take the prophets of Baal. Don't let any of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought down, them down to the book Kishon and slew them. He killed all of them, 450 prophets of Baal, and I believe there were also 400 prophets of the grove, about 800 men. <coughs> Elijah slew them. Elijah slew them. God proved himself as God. Beloved, there's no other God but God. Oh, no, no, no. There's no other God but God. Amen. They are idols or things that call themselves gods but the s will always be there but there's only one god the creator of heaven and earth and he is our god oh this morning celebrate the lord with a clap offering hallelujah the altar of god against other altars this is a, a clear picture that there, there cannot be any compared. I mean, no altar can compare itself to the altar of God. Nothing can compare itself. And nothing, we, we can compare anything to the altar of God. An altar, as I began to tell you two weeks ago, is a meeting place between man and deity. And I say deity because it's a spiritual meeting point. And an altar is always built or raised for the purpose of worship, for the purpose of sacrifice, invocations so that there'll be a performance people go to altars for help now altars are designated spiritual places for spiritual activity like what we are doing this morning is a spiritual activity we come to worship jehovah we come to worship god what we are doing is a spiritual activity our worship is god now his word is coming his power is at work. Now, there's a spiritual exchange even going on right now as I speak this word. The word is entering into your spirit and it's causing a change and it's bringing a performance. If you came into this house doubting whether there's any other God but God, by this time your mind is changing because there's a spiritual exchange. So at the place of the altar, there's always a spiritual exchange of a sort. Amen. And altars are places of power. Amen. 
And that's why people go to altars to worship. That's why people go to altars to sacrifice. That's why people go to and seek and consult at altars. They go seeking spiritual help. And there are negative altars as well as positive altars. Now, negative altars are altars that are raised to devils, to anything apart from God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, the strength of an altar is dependent upon the power behind the altar or the power that governs the altar. Amen. Now, Elijah, his name is Elijah. That's Yahweh is my God. Jehovah is my God. And that was all he was about. This man was a man full of zeal for the work of God, for the house of God, because it was a time in which the children of Israel had gone into so much idolatry because their king, the king at that time, Ahab and his wife Jezebel were the worst king. He was the worst king where spiritual matters were concerned because they actually built altars, they built temples to Baal. And Baal was, a, was an idol. And his wife Jezebel, who was so evil, also really promoted anything that was anti-God. They worshipped Baals and many gods and raised many altars to them. And so the people's minds were changed. You see, because... Um, the power, power always flows from the head. You know, what, what the head decides goes down to the people. So if the head, the king, was into idol worship, the people also follow suit. So the whole nation was in idol worship, and this so grieved the heart of God. And Elijah, being a prophet, a man of God, who had, you know, that relationship with God, was also so grieved in his heart. And God actually el and anointed Elijah to bring back the worship of Yahweh, the true worship of God in the land. Amen. And it was a sinful time. In fact, if you read 1 Kings 6, I want to read it. And Bible says, and as though it was not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, that's Ahab followed Jeroboam, who was also another wicked king. So he married Jezebel, the daughter of the king Ethbal. Ethbal. Her father's name was Ethbal. So a Baal worshiper. Of the that's what the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. When you're going to marry a man or woman, look at where, where they are coming from. Don't go and marry Ethbal's daughter. <laughs> and so he began to bow down to bow down in the worship of Baal. So first Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. He didn't just build a, an altar, he built a whole temple onto Baal. Then he set up an Asherah pole that was also a form of idol worship for, for, for fertility. They also had their 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 prophets, and he said he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, than any of the kings of Israel before him. He annoyed God more than any of the kings before him because he really promoted idol worship. So Elijah was zealous for the restoration of the true worship of Yahweh, and in his zeal, in his zeal, the first thing he did was he called for famine that would reign on the earth for three and a half years, and it was to be a, a judgment of punishment unto the people. But of course, it affected him himself, but God delivered him. Then he called at his will again, and it rained upon the face of the earth. But still, the people see all these signs were still divided in their opinion between God and Baal. Even as we are today, many people are divided in their opinion, in their worship of God. Some want to worship God a bit and add other things. But you see, there, there's no middle line. When we, come, when we come to worship, there's no gray area in worship. It is either, God says, it's either you are hot or cold. 
But he said, if you are lukewarm, he said, I will spew you out of my mouth. So Elijah called for this contest on Mount Carmel to prove who is God. And he said, gather me, all the people, call all the people. Then bring these prophets of Baal and the prophets of the group and let us have a contest. Summon them for me. And the result of the contest was clear. That the altar of God is greater than any altar. Hallelujah. The contest was hot. But in the final analysis, everybody bowed down and said, The Lord God, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And I'm speaking into your life today. That because you have made the Lord God your God, there is no power. There is no power in heaven, in the earth, underneath the earth, in the sea, that can ever overcome you. Because your life is connected to the altar of, of God. And so there's no bow altar, no mommy water, no altar that can overpower your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. The altar of God is powerful and is strong. Praise the Lord. And so we can't compare the altar of God with any altar raised to any demonic um, power posing as God. The altar of Baal couldn't speak. They said that they, they, they cut themselves. They did all that they knew to do from morning to evening. <coughs> Baal couldn't speak. Baal was silent. <coughs> Sorry. Baal couldn't talk. Why? See, because before God, everything, every voice will be silent. Before God, no voice can be lifted up. When God speaks, everything is silent. Hallelujah. Bible says, be silent, oh, all humanity, because the Lord God has stepped into action. When God steps into action, every voice will be silent. When God speaks, doesn't matter what voice it is, it will be silent. Hallelujah. And this morning, I pray that may the voices that are speaking against your destiny, may any voice speaking against your future, may any voice speaking against you be, be, become mute, be silenced by the voice of the altar of God in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. Idols or spirits that are idols are those who stand behind these other altars. And you know one thing? That when people serve at idol or altars that are raised to idols, the Bible says that they are, the people are like the idols. Because he said, he said idols, they have eyes, they don't see. They have mouths, they don't talk. Yes, they can't hear, they can't even move. And the Bible says in Isaiah 44 that how foolish are those who manufacture idols. So that they, they, they really don't understand. Because they take a piece of log and then they cut it into two. One of them, they carve it into a statue. Maybe put some metal pieces around it, give it earrings and all. How many of you have seen an idol? Who has seen? I, I, want to, I can't see the hand. Yeah, those of you who haven't seen, I think I'll take you on a road trip. Go and see some, some, some places. They'll carve the thing and then they'll put metal pieces and make it look fierce. And the Bible is saying that the wood carver the one who is making the idols, he measures a block of wood and he draws patterns on it. He chisels it, he planes it and he carves into a figure, maybe a human figure. Then he shines it and then he bows down to it and says, you are my God. Then with the, with the other half of the wood, he lights a fire and cooks his meat, cooks food with the other half of the same piece of wood. 
but then the other half, he bows down to it and calls it his God. It's amazing. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 9 to 20 will tell you that. He, said, he says that such stupidity and ignorance. That their eyes are closed, they cannot see. Their minds are shut, they cannot think. The person who made the idol never stopped to think. Why is it that the block of wood that I have carved into my God, I'm able to take the other half to roast my meat? How can it be God? How can the same wood be God if I burn the other half to roast meat? Is it sensible? But yet, people are still going to idols. People are still following after idols. This one, I pray that this message will come to you, those of you here, as well as those of you online. So if per chance you have also involved or you are involving yourself in any form of idol worship, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you would stop because it, it doesn't make sense. Rather, your life incurs the wrath of God and not only does your life incur the wrath of God, you open your life unto demons. You see, because demons come to inhabit those carvings people make. You see, demons are dismembered spirits. They don't have bodies. And their prized possession is the human host. And what they want, that they want to be worshipped. Remember, Satan said that he will also mount himself higher than God, so he will receive worship. And so demons also want the same. They want to be worshipped. And so when anybody carves anything, puts a few metal pieces on it, and begins to bow down, and they'll give it the name. They will give their God the name. Oh, my God. And then they'll say, whatever. I don't want to mention any names here. Today I'm in a good mood. And they'll say, you are my God. The minute you start bowing down to that thing, any demon around will come and inhabit it. Because they want to be worshipped. Then they'll start operating. And then before you, you'll be hearing noise, you say, it's, it's, a, it's a god. It's not a god. It's a devil. Those who worship idols are worshiping devils. Amen. And so God is saying that how can you bow down to a piece of wood that you have carved with your own hands, makings of men's hands, and say that this is my God, and cook with the other half. God says that those who do such things, they don't have, oh, tell me. Amen. We leave it there. Amen. So all these idols and that people go to, they, they are demonic spirits, satanic powers that are at work. And you see, the sad thing is that these idols are made by men's hands. Okay? These spirits were also created by God. Demon spirits were also created by God. Not as demons in the beginning, but these are fallen angels who are now you know, in Satan's hierarchy and working evil. So God created the spirits. God created the men. God created the wood, the, the trees that men take and carve an idol out of. And the spirits that God has created also come and inhabit them. And they want to vie them against God. It's not possible. Because God is both creator of the spirits Bible says he's the God of the spirits of all flesh. He is the creator. He created every spirit. Amen. Human spirits, angel spirits. He created all. God also created man. And God also created the trees and the stones and everything that people take to make idols. 
So would you want to worship the creator or the creator? Talk to me, church. Oh, talk to me. You are very silent this morning. Praise the Lord. Bible says that in him were all things created. The things that are in the earth, things that are in the heavens, whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, God created them all. And so it's just a simple understanding that if that is so, that we shall worship God. And we say, Jehovah, he is God. Our God, he is God. Hallelujah. There is no altar that can compare to the altar of God. These contrary altars are raised by men to fallen angels, Satan's fallen angels. And because Satan desires worship and is a master at deception, he deceives men. And somebody will tell you, oh, I know a place. And it's not in your but you know, then you follow. But when you get there, then because you are so desperate, sometimes our desperation is our undoing. You are desperate for an answer. You are desperate for a miracle. You are desperate. So you follow. And you come out worse because Satan has only a three-point agenda. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I pray God that anyone hearing this word today will receive the spirit of discernment. To discern that which is pure. That which is of God and that which is of the devil. Because the Bible says the devil comes like an angel of light. You know, to deceive. And so there are many, many things that are happening in our world today that are highly demonic, very satanic. But people will put a Bible on it and then they'll say it's of God. But I pray that we, the children of God, will be as wise as serpents, yet as gentle as doves. You see, because God hates idol worship of any sort. Whether you, you go there willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly, God hates idol worship. Exodus 20 verse 3 to 5 says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down themselves to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God. So visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. So we go to consult an idol, consult an evil altar. God regards it as you being disloyal. God hates it. He said you hate him. And so the punishment will come upon you and your generations. Some people are still suffering generational curses because their ancestors, their fathers, their forefathers went into idol worship. There are people who today are still held in bondage by these things. But by the power of God, hallelujah, I say by the power of God, there shall be deliverance. Ah, for the Bible says, upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. Amen. There shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Hallelujah. God said we shouldn't bow down to any of these things. Anyone who goes to consult mediums, goes to consult palm readers, goes to consult all these things, they are all demonic altars. Don't open your life to them because there's no help coming from them. If they give you this, they take this and this from you. That's what happens. They give you something and you are happy. I went and I've got this. Trust me, they'll take 10 from you because the devil never gave anything for free. And the devil doesn't love you. Amen. Idols are 
man-made things. Amen. And Bible says those who worship them come under the curse of God. But no matter what altar it is, it can never compare to the altar of God. And so if you are sitting under the altar of God, the first thing is that you must be confident and you, you shouldn't live your life in fear and terror of other altars, of, of other mediums, of witches, wizards, and all those. You shouldn't live your life in fear of them because the altar upon which your life is put or connected to is greater than any other altar. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, Bible said the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant of God. And you know the Ark of the Covenant of God was symbolic of the presence of God and they captured the Ark in war, the Philistines. And they took the Ark of God to their house, the temple of their God. Their God was called Dagon. So they went and kept the Ark of the Covenant in Dagon's um, temple. They put it before Dagon. See, this is um, a typology of the Ark, what you see here. So they put the Ark of the Covenant before Dagon. And so Bible says, and they rose in the morning and they came to Dagon's house and Dagon was lying prostrate before the ark. Are we together? Give the Lord a mighty clap of free. <laughs> I'm telling you, you see, some people say altar versus altar. There is no versus. It's God's altar against other altars because they are not equals. By the time the people came in, their mo- in the morning, Dagon, who was their God, their idol that they trusted the whole of the Philistines worship. Dagon had prostrated before the ark of God. On the whole flat. Before the flat. Dagon was on his face. So they took Dagon and said, hey, Dagon, steady. They put him back. Now, if you have a God that you have to steady. So, we have to steady. Come on. So they picked Dagon and said, Dagon, be steady on your feet. Dagon, that shall not fall. They put Dagon before the ark again. And then they went home. The next morning they came back. Dagon was on the floor again. But this time, Dagon's head was cut off. Dagon's arms were broken. His legs were broken. The only thing you could see was Dagon's pot belly. Lying prostrate before the ark of the covenant of God. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty shout. Say, my God, he is God. <laughs> the Lord, he is God. All powers that are raised against your life. Any altar that's raised against your life will fall before your face. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever anybody will take your name, your picture, anything of yours, to any place for enchantment, for divinations, and for sorcery, I declare it shall fail. In the mighty name of Jesus. Any coven where they have taken your name and they are enchanted against you and your children, declaring that you will not prosper. I declare that that coven will be burned by fire. The fire of God will burn and consume it because the altar of Jehovah will speak for you. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout and say my God, he is God. My God is God. Dagon was flat 
his head broken, his hands broken. I'm sure that guy was made of clay and wood. But boo boo. You know, in as much as you are going about your daily life innocently, minding your business, people are taking people's names for enchantment. In the office, ladies in high heels are going to consult. Men in suits are also going to consult. I'm telling you, in, in your life, in your family, people are looking at you just because God's blessing is upon your life. And they are taking your name places. But I declare unto you, those altars will fall. I said those altars will fall. Wherever anybody is enchanted against you, people even speaking curses against you, it will not stand. It is a council of Jehovah alone that will stand. In the mighty name of every contrary altar shall be destroyed. Because the altar of God will speak for you. Hallelujah. Dagon fell. The Bible says that, therefore the priest of Dagon <laughs> couldn't go in, didn't want to go into Dagon's house again. In Jesus' mighty name. Their hands will be frozen. Dagon's priest couldn't even go and worship Dagon again. The Lord rebuke every demonic entity that is after your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. This morning we lift the altar of God against any contrary altar against anybody in this house and anybody under the sound of my voice. Hallelujah. Any altar that is speaking against you and your family, this morning we raise the voice of this altar against that altar. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak life to your life and I speak the life of God to your life that no altar, no contrary altar will prevail against you. Your prosperity will not be cut short. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will prosper even as the Lord has said. Praise the name of the Lord. These idols, they are lesser, lesser gods because people have raised them up. But none of them can stand against the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. The mighty power of the Holy Spirit. None of them can stand against the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the altar of God is raised to the God of the heavens and the earth. Creator of the whole universe. <laughs> he said he's the one who creates things visible and invisible. Invisible things, angels. Everything that you see and that we don't see, because there are many things around us that we don't see, all created by God. He's the omnipotent God, all-powerful God. See, God doesn't have power. God is power. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we derive power from his power. He, he's all power. God is all power. Amen. He's power personified. Amen. And, and so his altar is more powerful than anything. The altar of God is also a holy altar. And this is how you, you discern demonic altars. When you go to any place and they are telling you to do things, you know, hey, come on. Come on. Come on. When somebody in the name of God is ministering to you, and say that, I see you wearing green um, shorts underneath your shorts. You get my drift? Can the Holy Spirit, will the Holy Spirit, he can't find anything to describe you but your shorts under your shorts? Flee from such. Johnny. <laughs> That you know that the spirit of divination is working. Because we have the spirit of divination. 
which is very much like the spirit of revelation, divination. We have the spirit of sorcery. And all these may make the spirit of God. But then, Bible says, by their fruits you shall know them. And the Christian who is matured in the things of the spirit, you will see from far off. That you will not be captured. Because the whole purpose of the enemy is to capture the souls of men into the devil's camp. But I declare to you, by the word of God, that so long as you sit under this altar, your soul will not be captured. Your soul cannot be captured. And the Lord will deliver you from, from, from spiritual hunters, those who hunt the souls of men for the devil. God's altar is pure. The altar of God is pure. It is holy. Amen. And the altar of God is powerful. The altar of God is full of grace and mercy. That's what the Bible says. We should come boldly to the altar of God so we can find grace to help us in time of need. At the altar of God, we find mercy. We receive grace, enabling power to be able to do all things to overcome. At the altar of God, we receive strength. And there's an exchange of our weakness for strength. Miracles come from the altar of God. Hallelujah. The altar of God, beloved, is powerful. Because the power behind the altar of God is the power of God himself. Amen. And we find help at the altar of God. This one, the Lord said something to me. He said, let my people be confident in my altar. He said, let them be confident. Let them receive confidence. And so I pray that you receive confidence. Since you became born again, beloved, you, you are under, your life is on the altar of God. You are a living sacrifice unto God. Amen. So no matter what the enemy thinks he wants to do, unless you give yourself to him, he can't destroy you. Amen. Because you are lying on the altar of God and your life is a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. This morning, the Lord said to me, tell them that I stand for them as a jealous God and I'll be jealous over my people. Because he's jealous over his people to watch over your life, to preserve your life, to deliver your life from contrary forces and from contrary powers. That's why he says that there's no weapon formed against your life that will prosper. Oftentimes we quote it, but we do not read. That's Isaiah 54, 17. But if you read up 16, right? He says that he's the one who created the blacksmith that blows coals in the fire to bring out a weapon. The one, the blacksmith who's making the weapon. He is the one who created the blacksmith. And he says that he's also the one who created the soldier or the waster, the one who's going to use the weapon to destroy. So both the one who makes the weapon, the one who's going to use the weapon, he said, I created them. And I'm telling you that no weapon formed against your life will prosper. No boy. He created them. So why are we afraid? Why are you afraid? This one, it comes to the place of strong confidence that my life is attached, glued to the altar of God. And the power of God's altar flows into my life. Therefore, there's no contrary altar, be it from the heavens, the earth, underneath the earth, or from the water. Somebody told me, Marine Spirit is following you. Let it follow. You are going forward. On the edge. The Lord himself will deliver you from such. And so this morning, we want to rise up on our feet. 
hallelujah, in the confidence that we have in God, that the altar of our God supersedes every altar. Maybe you are being harassed, tormented in your dreams. Maybe even somebody has spoken to you verbally, face to face. Say, Ubehu, who she? Don't let anybody terrify you with words. Don't let anything terrify you. So long as your life is on the altar of God and attached to the altar of God, his power is upon your life. And the altar of God will speak for you. You see, all these negative altars, they don't speak. <coughs> they have mouths, they can't speak. Ears, they can't hear. Eyes, they don't speak. They don't see. I think I've told you more than two times. I'll tell you again because we came day. One day it was raining. Serious rain. <laughs> Last time I was going to Akosovo with somebody, I showed you the I showed you the place, the village. Who was it? Oh, the last I was driving to Akosomo. What was it you? Okay, so I was showing the person the village I've been talking about. The village is by the road and, and it, it is a slope. And so it was raining, and there's this um juju man who has plenty idols. And the rain was serious. So the rain was washing away things. And it started washing away the idols. And some of them were clay. It did be melting. And then the man was running and catching them. He catches one. <laughs> he runs back. By the time he runs back, another one too is going down, sliding down. Trying to catch his, 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 his idols. And yet people go to that altar. Those altars have no power. But the power of God. The altar of God. That altar upon which Christ Jesus was crucified. And the cross, that wooden cross, was an altar. Jesus on the cross was the greatest sacrifice made on the altar. His blood was shed on that altar. And that blood speaks for you. The altar of God speaks for you. And that altar of God speaks better things. Speaks healing, speaks deliverance, speaks protection, preservation. Speaks pro pro prosperity to you. When altars are speaking negativity, the altar, the voice, the voice of the altar of God will shut them up in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. Our God is all powerful. Begin to thank God in a few minutes you'll be coming to the altar. This morning we are going to cry out unto the altar of God to speak against any contrary altars that are speaking against us. Ancestral altars, family altars, demonic altars, witchcraft altars, occult powers that people have gone to consult against you. This morning we are coming to the altar of God to pray that may the altar of God speak on your behalf. May the altar of God silence all these negative altars. May their voices be silenced. May the power of God cause them to be broken down. May the fire of God burn and consume these evil altars against your life. Wherever anybody has taken you to prevent your promotion, that they'll be promoted above you. Ha. This morning, by the power of God, we are bringing them down to naught. In the mighty name of the Lord. Begin to thank God first of all. And declare that, Lord, indeed, you are God. All-powerful God, you are God. Baba. We lift up the name of the Lord this morning. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ. 
Ah, the Bible says God has given him a name that is above every name. That the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the mention of Jesus' name, every contrary altar fighting you will have to be still, will be silenced. Whatever has fought you for years, the cycles of destruction, cycles of poverty, anti-marriage cycles, whatever it is, this morning we are bringing them all down as we invoke the power of the altar of God against any contrary altar of working against your life, your children, your family, your business, your health, your life itself. Any altar demanding your death, this morning may the altar of God silence them. In the mighty name of Jesus, any voice calling for your death, this morning the altar of God will silence them. Arise, O Lord, and let our adversaries be scattered. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord. We come before you, O God, in thanksgiving. And in worship, O God. I declare that, Lord, you are God and there is no other. Hey, any altar that is raised to bring you shame in your life. I declare you shall not be ashamed. You will not be put to shame. I say you will not be put to shame. For the Lord has crowned you with glory and honor. In the name of Christ Jesus, Lord, we come before you in thanksgiving. I declare that, Lord, you are above all. Above all powers, above all thrones. We invoke your power this morning, O God, in this place. And we pray that may this altar upon which we stand to declare your word, your counsel, May this altar this morning speak on the behalf of your people as they come to this altar. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let destinies change this morning. Let matters of years be settled at this altar. Let the pursuit of their enemies end this morning. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And I hear in my spirit family altars that have tried to stop you from moving forward. Somebody in your marriage, a family altar against your marriage. And this morning, the power of this altar breaks it. In the mighty name of God, the Lord speaks and they let go. Now, right now, come to the altar. If you have your covenant family seed, your altar seed, come with it. If you didn't bring it, still come. Come forward as we engage the altar in prayer. Mighty warrior, we declare. Spirit of God, the power of God. 
Come, come, there's space in front, come. destiny, assignments of destruction, premature death. Pray. Pray this morning that Lord arise as a man of war. Let your altar speak for me. Let the altar of God speak for me this morning. Lord, may your altar speak for my life, for my children, my family. In the mighty name of Jesus, wherever my name has been sent, wherever my name is being mentioned, at any demonic altar, oh Lord, arise on my behalf. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Ancestral altars that speak negativity to the future destinies of generations. This morning we pray that may the altar of God silence every ancestral altar. Ah, that brings recurring problems. In the mighty name of Jesus, any voice of accusation any voice of limitation this morning made the altar of God break and silence it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus lift up your voice and pray for yourself Maya de Sianda this is a, a spiritual exchange this morning ah mama kotolobo shanti 
Oh God, arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. And let every adversary be scattered. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That which God has ordained for your life. That which God has planned. We declare that alone will stand. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Jehovah God, this one we pray. Let your altar speak against any contrary altar. Speaking against our lives. Any voice speaking premature death. Let them be silenced. Any voice speaking poverty, destruction, shame and disgrace. We pray this morning that may your altar speak against such. Deliver us, O God, by the power of your altar. In the name of Jesus. Let the hand of the Lord prevail for you. Ah, we declare the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Let your power overshadow our lives, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody pray for a change. Call for a change. Call for a change. In your life. A change for your family. We demand that every struggle cease. Every struggle ceases by the voice of the altar of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever Jesus paid the price for you to have, we declare you shall receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. No contrary voice, no force of darkness will take from you. Jesus said he has come that you may have life and have it more abundantly we take it this morning at the altar of God we call for the speakings of the blood somebody call for the blood of Jesus to speak on your behalf in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus hey any COVID any COVID where your name has been sent for initiation to be initiated I may the altar of God deliver you you shall not be initiated into witchcraft somebody pray I hear somebody there is a move to initiate you into witchcraft you know it but this morning receive deliverance at this altar in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus you will not possess the spirit of witchcraft but you are filled with the spirit of God. Your soul refuses it. Your spirit abhors it. In the name of Jesus. Lift up that voice and pray. May the voice of the altar of God speak for you. Somebody pray that, oh Lord, let the voice of your altar speak on my behalf. The voice of the altar spoke in the time of Noah. And God said from his altar that I will never destroy the earth by flood again. This morning you want to pray that may the voice of the altar of God speak on your behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus, every plan of destruction be aborted this morning. Your name, mighty warrior.
Daniel on that day, God proved himself as God. God, by his mighty power, proved himself as God. Elijah said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And God sent fire from heaven and burned the whole altar. Licked up even the water from the altar. You want to pray this prayer? That Lord, prove yourself as God in my life. Prove yourself. And God will prove himself in any way, in any place that there's a need. Maybe yours could be financial. God will prove himself. Maybe yours is a court case. God will prove himself. Maybe somebody's trying to rob you. God will prove himself. Whatever, God will prove himself. You want to lift up your voice and say, Lord, oh Lord my God, prove yourself as God, the God of my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Madababosha, Lord, prove yourself as the God of our lives. Manifest yourself. Manifest your power. Lift up your voice and pray. Manifest your power, oh God. The Lord will show himself strong on behalf of his people. I hear the Lord will show himself strong on behalf of his people. Lift up your voice, saints, and pray that, Lord, prove yourself as my God. Many are saying, where is your God? Many are saying, if you, you, God was God, would this be happening to you? But you want to pray that, say, Lord, Prove yourself as God in my life. Prove yourself. Prove yourself, oh God, as a God of our worship, as a God of our praise, as a God of our testimony. Lord, prove yourself, oh God. Let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. May God answer you by fire. I say, may God answer you by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. By tangible miracles. By tangible signs and wonders. May God answer you. May God answer you. May God show himself strong on your behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus. May every family that is represented at this altar this morning. Receive the visitation of the Lord. I say, may every family that is represented at this altar today. May you receive a visitation of the Lord. Lord God Almighty, the creator of heavens and the earth, may the power of his voice silence any contrary voice against your lives. And may the Lord, by his power, minister grace unto you and your family. In the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, in the name of Jesus, we silence contrary altars. We silence every negative altar. Any altar raised against you to make you mad. Today we silence that altar. There's somebody here. The enemy has been disturbing your mind. And you feel the spirit of insanity wants to come upon your head. But this one, this altar speaks against it. The spirit of insanity leaves you. That spirit that has been sent to make you mad. We stop it. At this altar, we silence it. It cannot operate against you. Receive a sound mind. Somebody receive a sound mind. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. At this altar this morning, yokes are being broken. I declare yokes are being broken. Yokes of infirmity. Sickness are leaving your body. Be healed at this altar this morning. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Madabo Shadabaha.
Hey, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's somebody, a woman, you are carrying seed, but it's threatening to, to abort. It's like a threatening miscarriage. But I speak life. I speak life to that child in the womb. And by the power of this altar, I command that may the womb remain shut until the, the full term of delivery. Receive it right now. The altar of God speaks against every spirit of miscarriage. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for a spiritual exchange this morning. I thank you for a spiritual exchange for my life, for my family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Instead of shame, you receive glory. Take glory. Take the glory. Receive the glory. Shame seems to have covered your head. But this one, this altar, there's an exchange. Receive glory. The glory of God covers your head. No more shame. No more shame. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more confusion. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Thank the Lord that there's an exchange made for you. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord will fight for you, I hear. And you shall hold your peace. That's a word for somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Yeah.